So on this Parsha's Nachamu, I wanted to look at the last time the Pia Setzner Rebbe wrote from the Warsaw Ghetto. His very last Torah was in 19 Torshin Gimel, which was Shabbos Chazon. And after that, he was uh, deported to Theresienstadt and did not survive. So we never got his last Nachamu, which I think is really uh, providential. Um, so the, the, the Nachamu that we did get from him was um, Parshas Nachamu 1942. So he's writing from the Warsaw Ghetto from 1941 to 43, And um, and I want to look at this Nachamu, Nachamu Ami. But in order to understand it, we have to know the background because he tropes on the Agadita from uh, Talmud Bavli, Chagiga. Um, so Jeremiah is lamenting and and God says if you do not heed this my spirits will cry in the hidden chambers because of your haughtiness now it should have said what's bemistorim in hiding I'll, I'll cry alone if you if you don't do this if you don't listen to me I'm going to go to a hiding place and cry since it's written bemistorim apparently there is a location upstairs called mistarim where God hides to to cry. What is this place? Mistarim. And it's full too. And it's, yes, yes. So, Amar Rav Shmuel bar Inyena Mishmei Rav, in the name of Rav, Mokum Yeshla Kodesh Baruch Hu, U Mistarim Shemo, and its name is Mistarim. Maimipnei Geva, that word Geva, is not used elsewhere. It's a homo toluitan. So now we're struggling. What is that geva? So he's punning. Geva is haughtiness. Gaava. We don't know what geva is. Mipne geva. But here, clearly, we're adding the aleph to make it geva. He's hiding and he's crying because the 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 aristocracy was taken from Klal Yisrael and given to the Ovei Kuchovim. Rabbi Shmuel Bar Nacham he takes it a step further in a very anthropomorphic way, and it's not the Ga'ava of Klal Yisrael, but actually it's Mipnei Ga'ava Samshel Machul Shemaim. That is, at the, the destruction of the temple, the Ga'ava was taken um, away from God because his 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 fortress, his home, his dwelling place on earth had been taken away from him. Now we're going to ask a philosophical question. Anthropomorphism? God has... Has, uh, is there weeping? God weeps. There is no grief in the presence of Hashem. Not because of your philosophical Hellenistic concept of God or the Rambam's gone to the God, but because God is always happy. Glory and majesty, might and delight, Chedva, are in his place. Only the display of happiness consists in the presence of God. And so how can you say 
say that he's weeping in his hidden chambers. Lo kasha, and here comes the punchline for the Rebbe's Torah. Harbor bote gavoy, harbor bote baroy. When, when he's telling Jeremiah, I'm going to weep, it's certainly not in the outer court, the outer chamber where the world sees him. It's going to be in the inner chamber, um, in the inner chamber, the hidden chambers. But in the Bote Bavroi, in the, uh, in the outer chambers, um, it, there's only happiness. Bote Bavroi, lo, what are you talking about? There is no weeping in the outer chambers. It says in Isaiah 22 that on the day of the destruction of the temple, God called out that day for weeping, eulogizing, baldness, and girding of the sackcloth. Well, if he calls it out, it means he makes it public. Therefore, weeping was done public. Oh, Shani Churban Beis No, that's an exception. And there's never weeping by God. But by the Beis HaMikdash, Tafilu Malachi Shorman Bochum. Even the angels cry. Why? Because the Pasuk states in Isaiah 29, The altar they cried without, the angels of peace wept bitterly. So now the Rebbe picks up on this. The Rebbe says, Nachamu, Nachamu, Ami. We're going to start with Chazal. Chazal Omru, Chatom Kipakiflaim. So he's trying to say that the double expression of Nachamu, which is from Isaiah, comfort ye, comfort ye, my people, because God has taken a double portion, the Kolchatosai. So don't worry, you paid for it twice. Why would you pay for it twice? As I'll say, because there are two sins. How do I know there are two sins? Because in Eicha it says, What's the double expression of sinning twice? Well, isn't it surely also? Huh? Well, isn't it when you have a double, it calls me surely? Yeah, in, in biblical expressions, if you want to say Avram, Avram, it's a lotion of Chiba. It's a lotion, an expression of life. Here he's saying, the Midrash is troping and saying there's never a redundancy. So the double expression is coming to teach us something. What is the expression? It's paralleling the double Nachamu. You're getting a double Nachamu because you've had to pay for the sin twice. Oh, Chet Chatoim is paid for by Nachamu Nachamu. Okay, that's the Yalkut. And so the Nechoma will be a double Nechoma. That's the Yalkut Shimon. Okay. The Novin. Now the Rebbe says, are you saying she also hates Echot times two? Or there are two sins. Or there are two separate sins? Hello, Minion, Havonus, Lefia, Mispur, she also owes some Nimnum, Mining, Piklein. He counted all the sins, they added up, and he, they got whacked. What is this double? Uma Inyan, Loxopikiflein, they were whacked twice. Or Imchatombikiflein, Eina Onish Kefal. If they sin twice, you don't get a double punishment. Rakbamidis, Ribu, Chatom, Shechotu. It is the meter of the multiplication of their sins that they sinned. And now he digresses to the Eile Ezkara. Aval Asora Haruge Malchus, the ten martyrs, Nehergu al Chait Shamachiras Yosef, told by the, in, in Pirkei de Revelazer, the earliest Medrash, 
that the, for the, the betrayal of Joseph, which required a minion of judges to sentence him to be kidnapped, which is a capital crime, it needed 10 people. There were only nine. Who was the tenth? They co-opted the Shekhinah. They forced the Shekhinah as the tenth man. From there we learn, by the way, a boy who's not yet bar mitzvah can hold the safer dome, whatever. And when, and, and when the Roman procurator says to Rabbi Kiva, so were they ever punished? No. But what does it say about Goinev Odom in, in Dvorim? Oh, most human. She said, okay. I'm going to do it now, in the first century. I'm going to, you're going to pay for it now. Now. What about the shoes? I remember the shoes also are another... Yeah. Right. Selectia, right? Just like the Nazis. Okay, choose 10 people. So the, the, the 10 people were the Asara Haruge Malthus that are paying for the Mathias Yosef. So then he goes, and who's going to stand in for the Shekhinah Kabyochel? Rabbi Akiva puts up his hand. Rabbi Akiva ba'ad ha-kavyochel. Rabbi Akiva then stands in for the kavyochel. Any Christian overtones here? Commotion Emma, and he was and he was what? Crucified. He was put on a slab, right? Yeah. Rabbi Akiva is our complement to that. Prefiguration. Our prefiguration. Rabbi Akiva ba'ad ha-kavyoch. Commotion Emma from Akadoshim alapi ha-asiri yekodesh l'Hashem. The tenth, you know, as it goes under the for the bechor and for Misa, the tenth shall be kodesh l'Hashem. Oh, the tenth being the kavyochel. The tenth is Rabbi Akiva. She Rabbi Akiva hoyohasiri kodesh l'Hashem. Mipnei sheva mechiras Yosef tzorfus hakodesh baruchim ahem. They co-opted God for the minion of the judges. Shelo yigle leYaakov, and it shouldn't be revealed to Jacob Kanoida. So that that's all midrashic early stuff. That the sale of Joseph had not been punished, that the Roman procurator decided to punish it, that the the HaGadosh Baruch Hu was co-opted into the minion to pass the decree on Joseph in a legal way, and Rabbi Kuba stood in for the Kavyochel and martyred himself for the Kavyochel. It turns out that the Mechiris Yosef in Kabbalah becomes the single most important thing that delays the Gula. This notion of Jew betraying Jew. And that comes into the idea of the Masa. And I've been reading the book, The Kastner Train, in which the moral ambiguity of collaboration comes excruciatingly painful as after the war he becomes accused by some of the Zionists of collaborating with the Nazis whether he did or not this book is a revisionist biography of Jezreel Kastner and the train that he bought the, every person from Eichmann to get that train out including the Sutler River uh, including some of his own family and it betrays the moral ambiguity and how excruciating the capos and those who were in the Judenrat and those who had to make the selections give us 15,000 able-bodied men to go to this work camp, give us 10,000 old and young to be sent uh, for resettlement, which meant deportation. And so what would you do now? One of the Hungarian uh, leaders committed suicide. He said he couldn't do it. Zsajo 
hobnobbed with Becher and with Lienski and with Eichmann and would keep going back and go to hotels with them and drink with them and hobnob with them and got the trust of um, uh, certainly Becher who escaped prosecution because Eichner, uh, Kastner um, wrote on his behalf in the, in the Nuremberg trials. What comes across in this book is this unbearable sense of uh, the moral ambiguity. It wasn't black and white. It just wasn't black and white. And this notion of the masa, you know, people could take the law into their own hands in the Middle Ages if you would muster someone to the government. Okay, now he goes into a deep Hasidic meditation on that medrash. Chas v'sholom kavyochel gam et chelek elokis shebo machti so it says, since the Rebbeinu Shalom himself is Shochein, and the word I like to use is a term that we don't allow anymore, incarnated. God is incarnated in the flesh of every Israelite. Now the problem comes with the classical Jewish philosophers. So what, what do you mean? And when you sin, if he's inside you, what is that supposed to mean? This is a very radical statement. So when I'm sinning, I'm dragging the Shekhinah down into the blotter with me. When he sins, can't even say it. It just can't come off your lips. It's too radical to say. And the Tanya says about it. Tanya talks about this. You're schlepping the chelik elokai mimal mamish with you into the klipa, into the blotter, into the red light district, into the porn site. You're schlepping it. And now he comes with this dazzling, dazzling theology that when you are sinning there's a double sin going on the chet kiflayim isn't that you did a double sin you can only be punished once so what does the medrash say uh, the echos say chet chata Yerushalayim Yerushalayim sinned and sinned okay, it means it sinned gravely but what does it mean it's a double sin who the double sin is I sinned, and this schizophrenia, the schizophrenkite within me, that that is with me, also sinned. And now he gets even further, and when he is punished, no, it's not just he who is punished. He's being punished for him and for the shechina he slept into the blotter. The double sin is, yeah, 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 I did it. The Daigle says, you know, everyone's going to sin. That's not what you should be upset about. Yeah, okay, you, you, your, your mouse went to the wrong click. Okay, you're human, you have Yetzirah horrors. No, that's not what you shouldn't be. You should be upset about that you dragged the Shekhinah with you into the blotter. That's what you have to be shaped of. Your sense of guilt and your punishment, which is guilt, is for what you did to her. Kagoin Rabbi Akiva. So when Rabbi Akiva is saying, okay, 
I'm going to do it for her. He's not just saying, I'm going to be for the tenth man, that the, for the Shechina Kavyochel. He's saying, okay, the Kiflayim is, I'm doing it for myself. That's Mechiras Yosef. And for the Shechina Kavyochel, because we dragged her into, the, we co-opted her into the Minyan, meaning we co-opted her because she's inside us. Whole new interpretation of the tenth man. How is it that the that the shechina doesn't be mistalik from you? The Arizal says if you go into if you sin, the shechina is mistalik. The neshama part you have five parts of the you know nefesh ruach neshama chayefida. The neshama withdraws from you because you sin, and coming into the mikveh you are restoring that neshama part of you by going into the mikveh. How is it possible that if he is the essence of Kedusha, the essence of transcendence, how is it possible, it's a philosophical question, that you are dragging him into the sin? So Am Yisrael asks Hashem, Simeni kechosem al libecho, kechosem al zroecho. I don't get it. You just said, put me for a chosem on your heart, and then you said on your arm. Now we resolve that by the tefillin shell, yad, right? Put it on your arm, facing the heart. But they're asking God, how is it possible? my daughter. God's providence is sometimes seen and sometimes unseen. But for you, my daughter, I'm going to put it on the palm of my hand so everyone can see my providence for you. Now look what he does with that. Pirish Rafi, Gekaf Hayad. Not Alzroecha, but like on the hand of the palm of the hand. Ainu. Shetomid Yisrael Nirim We're always visible to him. Like the palm of the hand is always visible. It's never in the heart which is invisible. Afilu even when you are sinning, you are in my visual sight. That's what the promise is. So that's the explanation as to even when you're sinning, I am watching you. Hasidic means even when you're sinning, I'm inside you. Philosophy, mysticism. Medrash, Hasidut. Now just fasten your seatbelts. There's going to be a double a double nechama, kichotu bekiflaim, because they sinned double, velokachto bekiflaim yosem elchatam. Why? Here we go. Kichelek mehelokus shebohem ne because also the chelak elokai mimal has to be punished. If God is seeing us all the time, therefore he, we are visible to him, therefore he is with us, or Hasidic, he's inside us, therefore he sinned with us. Not only we dragged him into the sin unwittingly, but he was, he had to be sinning with us. 
He and us are constantly in communication. And now he says, because of this double sin, so our rescue. Remember, he's writing this in the Warsaw Ghetto. He's lost his daughter. He's lost his wife. And so in the end, how is it possible that we can say you return us to him and then we'll come to you is in the plural meaning come and rescue us so that you and us will return to you Come and rescue us so that you and us, you and I will be rescued. You and I together will have a nechomah. What do you mean? We're the ones who sinned and he has to bring us back? When it says we in the plural, it implies that the kavyochol Shani nutzrichim loshuv too. He too has to do tshuva. He has to return. He gamchelko yisparach itanu haya oz because he was with us in the sin. Therefore, the tshuva has to go on him and us. Anachnu betzoros keele kasher shenashuv. We are stuck here in this Tzoros where we see nothing but suffering. How it's possible for us to return? The tshuva, what shuva? For what? They've taken everything from us. You have to bring us Eilecho, the Noshuva, and both of us, both of us will return. I want to suggest that maybe, maybe, if I can stretch the Piyasetna, maybe we were double punished because we were with him at the time, or he was with us. It was he who chose us and decided, I want a dira betachtona. I want to be with you. So we are the Merkava for that. We said, Nasa But there's a dark side to that. Why? Because he is in us, we're being punished. The Nazi says, I want a Jew. I don't want anyone else. I want Jews. i got to wipe the Jews off the face of Europe, right? Why? Because you're Jewish. Why? Because we said Nasser Benishma, because he's incarnated in us. And the Piacenza elsewhere says, this isn't about us. This is between the Rabboni Shlolan and Amalek, Homon, Nazi, Hitler, whatever. This is a mythical battle that's going on. So what are we? We're just the Merkava. We're just, we're just the taxi driver. We just slept along. So he's turning the Nechama doubly around by saying, Nachmu, Nachmu, that the double lotion is A, because he's inside us and he was with us in the sin of Mechiris Yosef, and that's prolonged the Golos. B, unwittingly, we were the ones that are carrying him, and it's because he was in us that we are being punished by the Nazis, and therefore we need him to rescue him from us. We were punished double because he was with us. This is new Kabbalah that was never said before. This is so radical that it, it is a post-Holocaust theology that allows me to breathe. 
we want to say that God was out to lunch because we didn't have enough yeshivas, because we were too secular, because we were too Zionist, because of all these ridiculous art scroll answers. I want to vomit. When I read the, the Piyasetna, he says my religion. He's telling me the stakes are so high that what's going on in the Warsaw Ghetto has never happened in history before. And you cannot ignore the Rabbonishon. And he is so close that he's incarnated in you. And now I'm going to switch it around. Chata Chata Yerushalayim. Chet Chata Yerushalayim means Yerushalayim, the place where the Rabbonishon decided to put his house. We are carrying that Churban because he chose us and we accepted. In some way, we are the unwitting participants in this divine drama that we continue to remain the Merkava for the Shrina.